Hey y'all, this is Lee from the Magic Our Way Podcast, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Lucorn Cinema Podcast. You already know who it is. Do I have to even explain it? We got Bob, we got Josefina, and I'm Michelangelo. Buenos dias. Yo, yo. Sorry about that. You know, you already know who it is. It's your boys. Yes. So, Austin. Yes. This week. Yes. How did it go? It was good. Um, School, work, business is doing good. I'm up to like three clients now. Ooh, there you go. So making my like $60 a week. You sound like you're pretty busy. Uh, I'm trying to be now. Copying our uh, our friend that was on a, uh, a few episodes ago, Joey DeBlanco. I'm trying to copy him. I've been doing some work for him. So I'm definitely trying to. My question is, do you, do you find any time to slip, like rub one out real quick? You, are you, are you? Um, no, my life's not that interesting anymore. So you don't go rub them out? Like uh, in secret, go to your car, like how they did it. Go uh, to my car, <laughs> and uh, I think it's uh, horrible bosses, workaholics. That when too. they do when they do it together, they have curtains <laughs> sectioned off in their car, and they're like, "All That's right, let's classic. go for a jerk break, ev- jerk break, everybody." That's hilarious. <laughs> Y'all, I, I don't do that right now. Episode. We'll put up curtains. And... See, well, now we're filming, so now we can't do it anymore. Well, we have to be verified to go on the hub, but we could do other sites. Yeah, I mean, you could like live stream. That's a very elusive market. Well, you could subscribe to our OnlyFans. Uh, you'll see it after the show. We're just uploading special content. It's literally just us sitting there, just like fucking drooling, just like, uh, <laughs> hello. But uh, it was good though. Um, Loki super avoided that question very well. But all right. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so people who probably don't know, uh, I'm looking to buy a house by the end of the year, and Vanessa was like totally like distancing herself from the process she was like i don't want to deal with it because i've gotten her hopes up before but like this time like excuse me it's like like obtainable Mm -hmm. (laughs) like we're making all the right steps and getting all the right help so uh, up until this week she was like i don't want anything to do with it find a house or like a condo or something but just keep in mind i like i want to make sure i like it and i was like oh i was stressing out because she's very particular and then last Saturday, she goes, hey, um, what is like our, our like approximate budget? Because we like we're working with a lender so I can repair my credit. So I know what to do. But she kind of already gave us like a I'd be, I'd be looking at about this this much. So we went a little below that. And I told her and now she's like looking at everything. Mm. So now it's like, all right, she's invested. But oh, we fine. made the mistake, though, of going to this house. Um, and I fell in love with it. And I know it's already sold because we, I looked it up. So Zillow is what everybody uses but zillow is like the worst because they'll they'll list something and it's already been sold like a month ago and this was the case because i went redfin is very accurate uh it's actually what i'm using most of the time even though i'm trying not to look because we're really not we're still working on credit repair and then we got to get the lender yeah yeah i feel if you look too early you're gonna get let down well i feel you you gotta take these early houses as kind of just like a foundation like this is what we like 
well that's we what don't. we're trying to do is we're like okay like i don't want tile because a lot of these houses have like tile everywhere and i don't want that tile in the kitchen and bathrooms okay yeah. i want either carpet or like laminate or wood yeah i uh, i used to have wood floors have you guys ever had wood floors? yeah we have um uh, my dad's been in, in my parents house my dad's been slowly converting so the hallway is wood oh hey dad um, it's, it's like a man thing um, the man thing is you have to like try to do it by yourself You're see like, and he did that with the I don't want to call anybody you guys have been in my kitchen all that towel was laid by him and that shit's uneven as fuck it, oh I never I thought it was bro. as far as I remember it was always like that so I didn't uh, know well, that he did it, he did it uh, like when we were in middle school that's probably why so but um my- yeah so we're we're kind of like okay we like this we kind of understood with our budget we kind of can't we can't be like oh we want to live in Summerlin they're like all right you get a one bedroom uh 200 square foot house. You pay the snobberland tax, you know? Well, it's just like there's no houses out here in our budget. So it's mostly like east side or like directly west of Decatur. Like just ever so I, slightly. So this is kind of interesting. Um, do you think it'll like the prices of houses are going to go down because so many no. people are getting evicted? Well, they're going to be Well, there's a lot evicted. of foreclosures, but here's the foreclosures. thing though. Um, not to get political, we're probably going to get political with this episode, though. Um, Biden, granted, this is far from happening, but he wants to give a fifteen thousand dollar tax credit to first time home buyers. If that happens, houses are going to skyrocket. Well, yeah, because it's just inflation. That's yeah, the way well, the market people works. People are going to be like, "Oh, you're going to get that fifteen thousand dollar credit. I'm going to raise my house by twenty thousand. Of course, yeah, yeah. So, no, it's- and with the sports teams here, it it doesn't make it easy. Um. That's why we're trying to buy this year. You know, we're like, okay, if we got to get in, you know, while the market's still kind of low. Granted, we could wait a little longer, but then it's probably like, hey, what we could have afforded now is double. That is true. That so, is true. um, but yeah, so I made the mistake driving there, fell in love with that house. It's already sold. So I'm trying not to do that now. I'm trying to actually not even look. Yeah, no. Just it's... trying to be like, all right. Um, oh, this like, we'll, we'll still send each other stuff. Like, hey, what do you think about this? Like this layout. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, okay, we like that, but we're going to get obviously way more serious once we're pre-approved and we have the down, because we can get pre-approved before we even have the full down payment. But, you know, people don't think of closing costs and you basically just have to get a second down payment for closing. And this is how to buy houses 101. I've watched probably a hundred hours of YouTube videos on, on house buying now. Yeah, I feel like I'm watching one right now. Because I'm just regurgitating everything I've heard. I know. I, mean, I just, I just, I'm like, I already know what loan I'm getting. Catching all this knowledge. I already know what loan I'm getting, what fees come with that, what what is like to be expected. Uh, is there a watch mojo? Is there like, that'd be hilarious. There's a dude I watched named Javier uh, Vidania and he's a real estate agent from Arizona and he's funny as fuck because he'll be like, yeah, you like this house, but guess what? You broke. So you can't afford this house. (laughs) So he's always going into like, how much can you actually afford? See, yeah. Sometimes those videos kind of are, yeah, for me. Because sometimes those real estate guys play uh, this image. I well, this dude's I know very a lot genuine. of realtors. I, I he probably is, and I just I'm a douche but because I do, I do know I'm jealous. Flat out, I'm jealous of you. All right, you have better life than me. But <laughs> you know, yeah. What, so what about what about you, dude? Uh, business as usual. Kids are doing phenomenal. We had Wednesday off for some reason. Yeah, I was just say because you have the three day weekend this weekend too. I right? do have a three day weekend, President's Day. Christians on that fifteen the day most weekend. Important holidays ever, if I do say so. 
what did you tell? Because I was trying to get us to go golf, but you're gonna be you're gonna be gone. But what did you tell me I should play like? Oh, you should play like a president. Just have like 15 people guarding me. That and if you play anything like Trump, you're gonna play pretty well. Like, I heard Obama's pretty good at golf too, right? Is he? With the with the with the dad Nike. That's cultural. <laughs> like that, like that's racist, but it's kind of not. Like, I don't know. It's a majority, actually. Like insane. Like it's like eighty percent of the NBA statistics. So, yeah, Cowboys statistics are racist hey, don't too. Don't you now. even go there. I know All where right, you're going to well, go. Well, um, but yeah, no. Business as usual. Uh, I have a big day planned tomorrow. Uh, me and Cameron are celebrating Valentine's Day a day early because her dad's birthday is on Valentine's Day. So, got a little like scavenger hunt thing planned. I could t- I could give you guys the deets. Hopefully, she's not around the corner. But anyway, she has her ear to the door right now. <laughs> so I'm I have like six spots that I'm taking her to. Well, I'm not going to take her to. I'm leaving her notes at each spot. So like the first place we met, like the the park right next to that place. Um, and I told her I'm not answering my phone at all. So <laughs> I could just imagine you snuck into the high school that you guys went to and just like, hey, yo, it's okay. I had to, I had to make some accommodations on some of these, and some of these I still don't even know if like I'm gonna be able to put it where I want to put it. But put on top of the flagpole, get bro, that shit, bro. It's like it's low key like exhilarating. Like I'm super excited for tomorrow, and I haven't been this excited for something in a while. But like I typed it, like I was just, it's easy to type things up when you just like it's coming straight from your head yeah so i typed up like this entire little story that i put together because i was like i don't want to spend fucking over i usually spend on average around 160 dollars on cameron for valentine's day like like yeah I'll, 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 because she gets a lot of stuff for me you know i'm just trying to reciprocate the love but this year i said i'm going cheap and i'm going like let me use my imagination which probably weighs more. Does it See, does? Because I'm already like a hundred dollars deep on, on Vanessa for this Bro. weekend. But you know, she's like a full time parent. I mean, I parent too, but she's like that's her full time job. So it's kind of like, hey, um, see Rowan, I threw him into the into the lake. Let's go. There we go, bro. <laughs> Ezekiel, I am. But anyway, so like, I we're gonna end up at, having a little. Uh, it ends at a hike that we took, and it's kind of crazy. It's supposed to, it says it was supposed to rain tomorrow on one of the weather reports. And one of the reasons why I chose this hike to end at, not only because it kind of fits the way that she's going, but um, it, we went up to the top of this hike one time and it started to fucking rain. And like it was like a thunder rainstorm as we're hiking out in the middle of the desert, no coverage. The lightning and the thunder was hitting so close to us, bro. That like it was simultaneous. You'd see the flash and hear the loudest crack of thunder you've ever heard in your life. So we, it's like a, you know, it was our first ever like really terrifying moment that we had with each other. We might have it again tomorrow, which I'm stoked for. So hopefully we don't (laughs) die, but I really hope it rains and it's just a fucking like same exact thing. So I got a uh, a story about kind of what you're doing Mm -hmm. tomorrow. So my family and I like to go on, you know. Disney cruises. So uh, one time I went on one like my freshman year. There's some honeys on them on them cruises because there's like on the Disney cruises they have like a teen club, so it's like age fourteen or like thirteen to seventeen, and it's like a lounge. Legal jail bay can't go there. <laughs> Next. Well, now you can't. Now if you're eighteen or over, they're like, "Hey, yo, dog, you gotta go down to the pool, bro." 
It's probably the simplest solution. They probably have seen some things. Oh, yeah. Well, they probably rule. started with that, and we're like, we already know what could possibly... Anyways, so... That, we're not on that Dan Schneider shit anymore, bro. Oh, God. We're so, off of that. Oh, my God. So, the cruise was in October, which is, what, homecoming, right? Yeah, October is right around so, homecoming. Uh, it's funny, because there's only, like, five of us that were from America on this cruise in, in the teen club. Everybody else was from, like, Spain or um, a lot from Canada. And so they're like, hey, we're going to have our own homecoming because they have like a dance floor and everything like in one of the like venues on the ship. And they said, so um, you guys can ask somebody to be your date. So I did the same thing with this girl. They're like, I said, I have talked. I'd never talked to this girl after the cruise. Like nothing really came of it. But I was like, I'm going to do it. I like her. She's hella cute. Mm-hmm. So I did that. But I did like a scavenger hunt and I had like all the dudes help me. And it was like the sickest thing. And I had her go through like the entire ship. That's pretty dope, man. And like, there's a different guy waiting. And so she kept thinking, like, is this the guy who's asking me to homecoming? And then they would give her a note. And then it would say, like, oh, go to here. Did she go somewhere? And then eventually it got to me and I, I did it. And she like cried. Little fucking Romeo over here. Now look at me. I'm fucking. I'm just stealing the blueprints. Fucking fat. Just stealing the blueprints. So, Chris. Uh, <laughs> Chris, enough about us. <laughs> it was nice hearing about you. Now it's time for the main attraction. No, just kidding. <laughs> Here's your headliner. So, um, you know, like s- still like the uh, trying to find a job online thing is getting really old. I'm about to just start like walking into a bunch of places with a ski mask on. Yo, Face in the place. It's like, an, it's like, it's like weird. Cause like with a pandemic and everything, like, I don't know what those motherfuckers are thinking. So I'm just, so that's the plan there. Okay. Um, you know, like I've been staying home and playing video games a lot and like, it's fun. You know, I was just playing Yakuza Zero. Very fun. You're in the 80s. You're like a Japanese mobster. You're beating people up. It's fun. What else are you doing in that game? And also, there's like a there's like a real estate like sub game to where there's like five regions of the city and you have to try to buy all the real estate, right? But it's also like cutthroat, like Yakuza business. So Yakuza. Oh, you start taking over the, you know, the, you start getting a higher percentage of the profits in the area and the other real estate guys come after you and they send their goons to your locations to, so that, so then your collection of money stops and you have to go on location and go beat their asses. <laughs> Christian goes, where the fuck is my imaginary money? And you know, there's a few different fighting styles. I like to use the one where he just picks up whatever items are on the street. So he'll just like pick up a bicycle and just fuck beat the living crap out of them oh with it god so my favorite saying is oh bold of you to start a fight with me next to this bicycle <laughs> do you even know what i'm capable of so that's been fun i played that till like 5 a.m and woke up late today but positive thing that i've been doing is i'm trying to like while i'm like not employed i'm trying to like kind of better myself a little bit so one i've been focusing on like my hygiene stuff I bought this badass new soap. I bought this like scrub for my skin. I just bought steel wool and bleach. Bro, that works. But uh, I've been doing that. And, uh, you know, just like some different because like when you stay in home all all the time, like you're like schedule for that type of shit changes kind of. Oh, of course. A hundred percent. I just remember like when I was in middle school and it was like, I haven't showered in two weeks, bro. I'm just playing Call of Duty. I got to fucking do something right. Like. Oh my See, god! For me, that like that helps me with work though, because like I still work from home. So like I wake up and I shower as if I'm gonna go to work, and I get dressed. Like for the longest time, work from home, I just 
roll up just what I wore to sleep and just be like, yeah, I'm here. I work. Give me money. But now I'm like, that's good. It's it creating that like creating like uh like so like that's part of what I'm doing. I'm creating like a schedule, like not, a routine. Not a yeah, not a schedule, but a routine. So and also I'm trying to do workout just a little bit every day. There's been a lot of times where I planned like a workout regimen, and then like the first few days I'm like, wow, I did too much, and then I stopped doing it. So I'm just doing like a tiny ass amount every day. The, Hell yeah, that's man. how you that's start, good, man. Yeah. Like That's- Vanessa and I started going to the gym and we were doing like 10 minutes on the bike at first. Two nights ago, she was like, I could do an hour. And I'm like, oh, all right. Badass. Let her go, bro. Like, Oh, I'm not stopping her. That's- like I'll do, I'll do like 40 minutes with her on the bike and then I'll do like either like a machine or I'll go do like the stair stepper because she's trying to really get in shape. I'm trying to like trim. Yeah, yeah. So like stair stepper, um, I don't think I need any work on my arms for a little bit. Gotta just get, look nice. yeah, mm-hmm. like, I well, mean, George was telling me when we were going to the gym, he's like, bro, you're at the perfect weight to like fucking like bulk up on. Yeah, no, like, like get shredded. Honestly, honestly, same for you, Chris. Like if you like, you know, you keep doing your little progressing day by day, dude, like the shit just adds up, you know, me and Cameron, like I even though we've always been in shape, y'all both fucking there's, athletes. There's a significant difference though. in the people that we were about, two years ago to the people we are now i and saw you posting about cameron's progress yeah, yeah. cameron's out here getting uh, fucking g-a-i-n-z next, yeah she's next level with it she's um fully embraced like that is her lifestyle now see vanessa's doing the same though Huge like difference. she's yelling at me that i don't go enough and so she's like i'm gonna buy my own membership you just drop me off I'm like honest oh. hey bro the thing is with working out um you'd mentioned a regimen when you start to overplan things, it I don't know. Life it, it, you you can plan for about a week, I would say, but and if you start to overplan, yeah, you can't be like, all right, we're- you're gonna you're gonna disappoint yourself. You, yeah. you have to have more victories than you do losses, or else you're gonna lose interest. Yes. So, like, you know, just get a little shit. Just keep it in mind, you know. Ten push-ups a day, five. Like, and it sounds it sounds like you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm doing I'm doing time based. Mm-hmm. so which is th- that's the best way to start and it's a very small amount like like this sounds like shitty but like i'm big and like doing stuff like push-ups and sit-ups at, straight from no like no workout that's Absolutely difficult not. so oh, I'm, yeah, not, no. No, I'm not doing that right now yeah no so i said i set a timer and i put on some music and like i'll put on like a little like like a like a psychedelic visual or something just to like look at while i work out and uh like what's cool is like the second day in a row that i did it it was easier than the first. That's how, and that's exactly how it goes. So, I feel good about what I'm doing, and so, and like this is like, I've been on diets and like done exercising. So, this I feel like I'm closer to something that could like yield results than before. So, like I feel good about that. So, I that's like my positive thing I've been doing. Well, so I'm gonna say I'm really proud of you for doing that because you're not gonna have somebody else say, "Hey, you should do this." You're doing it like on your own, which means you really want to do it. Yeah, you can't be forced. Yeah, like no. with people who are like addicts, they say like they have to want to do it for themselves. Hundred percent. So and th- like and all you can do is start. Yeah, and just keep just keep going. Just do a little bit every day. Eventually, you'll be like, "Bitch, I did six hundred push-ups, Austin. The fuck did you do?" Like, I ate in and out. That's what I did. See, and that's the other thing I found. Like, I, like I'm not like doing like my diet's pretty much the same with a little bit of difference. Like. Cause like, I feel like when I do everything at once, like it's overwhelming, flip my diet, do a bunch of workout, 
Then I say, wow, this sucks. And then like you slip up once and then you say, it's over. Yeah. So well, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, uh, like if you watch, like I've seen, a, excuse me, sorry, everybody. I, I'm pretty sure George and I have talked about this before, but like if you watch people who like have good results, they say, I didn't just quit fast food overnight. I would cut down how much I would eat it at mm. first. Like, okay, I'm only gonna do twice a week or once a week. Because so you, it's like it's like quitting cigarettes cold turkey. It's like your body's gonna be like, what the fuck? I, for me, it's like a subconscious kind of game. Like, um, the more you're thinking about something, the more likely it is to to be present in your emotions. Right. So when you're very just even keeled about everything, as long as you're in a happy mood, you're gonna continue to do those things naturally. You know what I mean? So you can't ride the highs or the lows too much. You can't. Like it, it, it's just something that um, I, I'm glad to hear you're doing it. I'm gonna fucking be your accountability buddy every once in a while. I'm gonna shoot Chris text. Nice. He was my accountability, but Vanessa's turning into my account. But when I was going to the gym with him, and then I stopped because I got fucking COVID. And then you you started work. Well, you got more like um hours and shit too. So and then well, I didn't. Get I more started hours. school again. Yeah, so. you started school again. My hours were always the same. Yeah, but I um my flexibility changed i yeah. couldn't because i would go and we'd go to the gym at like nine in the morning and I'd be like, all right as long as i start by like 11 30 yeah. we're, we're cool but now i'm like i have to start at eight yep and yep. so when vanessa and i go though it's a little different because usually we've got to put rowan to bed first so we're not going to like 11 and before when i was starting at like 9 30 it was like oh, all right but now it's like i gotta be like asleep by like 11 30 like dog yes yeah so, no it's- so now like and thankfully like she was like, okay, well, we'll adjust when we put Rowan to bed. We're going to start slowly. Like, I think we started at like 9.30. Now it's 9.15. Now it's 9. Perfect. So, because hopefully, you know, knock on wood, like last night wasn't too successful. But normally he's like 5, 10, 15 minutes and he's out. Yep. And then we just, you know, I tell my parents, hey, can you just keep an ear out for him? We're going to go to the gym. And then go to the gym, get it done. Perfect. Come back. But she's turning into a little uh, cardio junkie, though. She'll she'll do the machines and the weights with me, but like her bread and butter right now is cardio. And like the other night, she did like forty minutes, and she was like, "Why do I feel so good?" I'm like, you got that runner's high. Mm-hmm. The only the only time I ever got that was I did a five k. Funny thing, also on a Disney cruise, mm-hmm. did a five k, and I was and it was in the Bahamas, in it was winter here, but it was like hot as fuck there, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm dying!" And then like around like 4k i was like i feel amazing it's a weird uh it's a weird flip yeah <laughs> it it takes you it takes you getting so tired to the point where like you you can't even begin to think and yeah. you're just like i hope i breathe like i hope this next breath is coming and then eventually you'll be like <sighs> and then you get this huge rush this overwhelming sensation of and fucking speed up and you're just like you're just get like, faster you know i'm gonna sprint like, the rest did, of this where did this come from? yeah my god but christian i'm really glad to hear that you're taking control of your life because we care about you yeah and you know like it's one of those things that like nobody wants to like come up to you and say like hey man you need to lose some weight like nobody wants to do that no it's like i don't want to be that asshole everybody hopes that like you'll choose to do better for yourself and like that's not like a fat shaming thing, like because it never is. It's just like that's what I want to do. Yeah. So uh, I feel positive about it, and uh, so yeah, which is great because a lot it's of a people, badass thing for me. Yeah. Because yeah. like Joe Rogan said, he said if you're only gonna work out when you're motivated, good luck. <laughs> yeah. 
He said, you just got to show up and do it. And I found that to be true. Like, I don't know if you find this, but like, I'll be having like a shit day and I'll run or I'll, I'll do the bike, but I'll, uh, I listen to music every time and I'll just put tunes on and just fucking dig my head in. And then like afterwards, I'm like, I feel really good. The music helps it, bro. It does. I, I just hook up a, a Bluetooth speaker and put on whatever thing. I learned that with wrestling because wrestling, whoo, boy, yeah. like 40 minutes on the bike is rough, but like, hey, we're going to run two miles and then do bleachers. Like, oh, for real? I will say there is a, a bliss um, behind developing the ability to not have music, like oh, yeah. being able to just like mentally talk to yourself the whole time because you can, de- you're then just having a, a conversation with yourself. As See, it's replacing I kinda, music. I kind of do that with music already, though. Like, I'll take that. It's almost like... It puts you in a spot. Everybody talks about meditating, and I can't do that. Like, just my, my head won't let me sit there and be like, um, okay, I'm going to think about my day. No, music lets me do that, though. Mm-hmm. I'll put music on, usually metal. Like, if I'm doing workouts, it's always metal. Um, and, like, yeah, I'm listening to the music, but I'll also, like... The other night, I was thinking about, like... Because I, I, you know trying to move and everything it's a big financial like burden it's a huge step it's probably the most expensive thing i'll ever purchase and so it's kind of like okay you need to do some soul searching and realize what you want because you need to know what you want because if you're moving in here you can't be like oh i'm gonna quit my job and be a full-time you know filmer i'm gonna stream on twitch with no following and just quit my job like you can't just do that so i kind of like okay this is what we're gonna do this is where you're sending your life to be but like I don't know. Biking does that for me. But I feel like we're 25 minutes in right now and all we talked about is like our lives. Our lives. Which I mean I'm, I'm, it's, it's the filter. If you want the good stuff you gotta wade through the you yeah. know the welcomes. Yeah. Franny I hope you enjoyed that. So um. <laughs> eventually I think the coolest thing is and I think one day it'll happen people will actually give a shit what we just talked about. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? People will develop a connection to our voices. I think with time. Well, it's just, I, I was going to touch on this at the end of the episode, but we're getting like comments on YouTube and like we read that like fired up. Like there was a guy who uh, just commented on our on our Bob Lazar video and just talked total shit on the director. And I was like, that's yeah, valid. That guy did suck. That director. Yeah, that, that, that guy did kind of suck. So but like we read that and like we encourage you to have those opinions. So like, you know, voice them like mm-hmm. Franny yells at me every time we talk about Star Wars. No, bitch, that's wrong. All right. Anyways, we should probably legit get into what this episode is about, which is kind of a broad topic, but we have some specifics to talk oh, wait, about. Hey, hey, do we want oh, to talk about the Mandalorian? Oh, right, deal? right, right, right. So, quick. so Gina, how do you, Carano? Carano, I believe it was. From the Mandalorian has been officially axed by Disney. There's controversy about what she said. I'm not going to get too deep about what she said. We'll just say that she was making. Can I paraphrase it? Yeah, you can go ahead and paraphrase it. I just didn't want to be like, she said this because I don't want to put words in her mouth. Okay, like then, and just you know, like my bias, like I go more right than left. Okay, so like I implore anybody to like look at like the tweets and stuff. Apparently, on Twitter and Instagram, she said like anti mask stuff before, and they say anti LGBT. But the thing that like really did it in was apparently the articles all say that she compared uh, Republicans to Jews in the Holocaust, right? Right. And I looked at the tweets. And they basically what she posted was saying that before the Jewish people were persecuted in the Holocaust, the government had teached the Jewish people's neighbors to hate them. 
to vilify them for their beliefs. She said, how was that any different from vilifying somebody for their political beliefs? Which there is some truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that. But people just instantly were like, oh, she's anti-Semitic. But to be fair, um, as somebody who works, uh, Disney did tell her, you know, this came out after she had been like, Disney told her back in like November, hey, chill out with the social media stuff if you want to keep your job. I'm pretty sure as all of us have worked regular jobs. We're, we're under that. We're yeah. under that uh, standard. You know, we were taught that all growing up. Yeah. And so she went with it and Disney was like, we have no choice. And it's, it's not so much that of what she said. I mean, what she said has some weight, but it's more of the fact that she brought like negative attention to herself again. You can't, you can't. Yeah. So sometimes don't you think these just celebrities just should just carry flip phones? Just, oh yeah. Like, like, you know, especially when you achieve a level of fame, you know, like you, you, you can have people do that for you. There's no need for you to be physically in charge of that account. I think, I hope a lot of these people stop because like, there's no need for social media really at the end of the day. And think about how many careers it's ruined. Oh yeah. Like, uh, so many careers back when I was in a band, we used to go to these music conferences and we got to meet the lady, this lady who was a social media manager. And I remember my bass player was like, was like applauding her. Cause she goes, yeah, I, uh, I managed Billy Corgan's social media and got him to turn it around. And she was like, good job that you got. You turned Billy Corgan around because I, I don't know if you've ever seen his social media, but it's pretty. He's uh, he's the front man of the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, nope. A grunge band, band from the 90s. Not grunge. Alternative rock. Uh, bad music. I'm just kidding. Bro. All right. So this is this is the alternative music pocket. <laughs> um. He he was in a he's he, he could be kind of a douche sometimes and okay. like really bump head with fans so that's like, did, the story didn't you there. say they like did a tour and they didn't play any old music yeah and then some guy asked him why don't you play any of your old songs and he said because people like you ask me to <laughs> like that's the kind <laughs> of and then he got in his bus and he left so hey, this yeah. lady was like I manage his social media and sure enough at that time Billy Corgan's like Twitter turned around and was like hey guys thanks for being my fans and like my bass player stood up and like clapped for her and was like, I good, good shit for doing that because that's not an easy task. Well, I think it's easy once people like give up control. You know what I mean? I have completely deleted Twitter. I, I just, I have it. I never use it. I'm going to be see, honest. I, I would never use it either. So I was like, why do I have this? I just use it for mm. quick uh, news. I only ever go on uh, what's trending on Twitter. Like see, you, I never go through my feed. I don't follow good people. And I know the most important stuff is going to be within. Yeah. The one I use the most is Facebook and then Instagram and then um, TikTok. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. but I, and I, I think of hours spent on, I think TikTok is where my, all my time is at because I'll just get into a rabbit hole and be like, ha, that made me laugh. But think about this. You go on this rabbit hole, this chick tweeted some 15 seconds and now bye-bye. It's like, yep. you know, just stop. You know, there's no need. I think uh, people think their opinion matters too much. Well, in a of world day, of social media, I mean, look at us. You know, we're, we're, we're on the... We're, we're doing it, I guess. We're doing it. Mm -hmm. We think our opinions have some gravity, and to some people it does, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't, like, that's not the end goal for me. Like, no. you know what I mean? Like, I just... 
I don't care if you think my opinion matters or not. I hope you understand that my opinion doesn't really matter. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm okay with that. I hope you understand that. that we have opinion. I'm okay with that, though. Like, are you guys like... Hey, look, we're employed... The Lukewarm Cinema, we're employed by ourselves, okay? We get a free pass. The worst thing that could happen is, you know, we get taken off of, like, Spotify or iTunes. YouTube or whatever, but yeah. The, the thing that I don't like about this is everybody's saying it. Everybody's calling out, like, cancel, cancel culture, right? I thought about it and I thought of, I, I conveyed it in like a very like sense-making way when I thought about it on this story is that like before when you didn't like something that like like whether it's the way the artist is socially or politically it was like you just said ah, I don't like him so I'm not going to listen to him or or uh, you know view their work right I always think about how you know Phil Collins this great songwriter I remember when South Park gave him shit <laughs> Apparently he's kind of like a pseudo like shitty person. Uh at times he can be. And but it's like yeah. <laughs> that was badass. <laughs> Anything Phil Collins is bad. Like have you all the memes are resurfacing out. Yeah. Okay, th- uh Phil, this is a movie about a boy raised by gorillas and then he's like t- playing on the piano and the piano's on fire. Cuz the Tarzan uh, soundtrack is amazing. If you haven't listened to it one, what the hell's wrong with you two? Go listen to it. Yeah. And and but now, now the, the difference now is you don't like something that somebody do, does. Nobody's you go on Twitter and you these people tweeted Disney, you need to fire her. Now, right. if you don't like what they say, now it's not just now it's not that it's not for you. Now you get to decide with your mob mentality. Nobody else gets to enjoy it because I don't like it. And I think that's really cringe. So it is. that's what I don't like about cancel culture. It is. But we figured we'd talk about it because we we watched the Mandalorian. We watched the Mandalorian. And we talked about it. I'm gonna miss her, man. She was nice to look. <laughs> she was an established character, and I think it's it's not for the better; it's for the worse that they just like. I wonder how they're gonna handle it. Uh, uh, she joined the Empire and got bombed. I don't, I don't know. Well, have you seen the memes? It's like uh, uh, she got into her uh, X-wing and it exploded. LOL. Like, <laughs> what is the Star Wars credits? Who knows? But anyway, so um, as you can tell by the title, today we're talking about Vice, mm-hmm. the journalism, the investigative journalism platform that I, I feel like most of us probably see their articles a lot, but for I think all three of us, I mean, George, I know you said you fell off for a little bit, but you were heavy into it. At some point, I feel like we were all heavy into their videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched a couple... Of their videos tonight because you know we've been on like a, a documentary kick and this is better than any documentary honestly it's literally boots on the ground and i feel like much more in in territories that like cnn and fox are like that's a place that's okay we won't go there yeah i uh the vice that i've been watching more lately is the their freaking channel on hulu they have a, their own tv oh, that's channel. right yeah i remember they have their own channel so a lot of the stories like um that they play on here they play in bite size right they they have their own news show nightly yeah yeah vice news nightly and i mean it's very it's pretty much these little 10 15 minute segments on you know the most important topics in the world but like you said a lot of primary sources a lot of um journalists going to places and doing interviews that they managed to get an interview with the taliban like how did they not how did they walk out of it alive you know 
I think it's all about uh and we and we'll touch into it a little more once we talk about like what those cartels did but you know as long as you're calm when you're going in to talk to people and you're just very like hey we just want to tell your story yeah i feel like that's exactly what they tell them and they're like yeah i want to tell my story it's cool mm-hmm. but uh real quick so just to give like a preface i feel like we could all do this i first saw them as a freshman in high school on youtube and i remember i was watching about and i have to i haven't seen this in years but first thing i saw was the was the suicide forest in japan i think that's what really got them up there was that video and you were like what there's a suicide force in japan which then jake paul was like oh dead body but i watched it and i remember seeing they were with a guy who goes and checks on people and goes hey man just want to let you know you're loved like don't do anything too hasty out here i'm just checking on you and then right after that i saw one about a train like a military training installation in the uk where they literally just like mimic it to be a middle eastern town for their troops but they have like amputees come in and they'll simulate like explosions like oh my god i just lost my leg here he lost his leg but they'll do like prosthetics of like another like of the rest of his leg and i was like and like people will die there straight up like troops will die there because some of the stuff is so real what yeah I- i'll have to watch it again but it was like one of the first ones i saw and then another one that i saw was a was this one was real real it was somebody in syria right when everything in syria was popping off around 2012 and they show, I guess we should say trigger warning. I guess that's the thing you say. This is probably going to be a, a graphically described episode because if you don't know Vice, like they, they don't censor anything on YouTube at all. They'll censor nudity because they kind of have to, but I saw like somebody, I'm not going to say like what type of person because I feel like it's wrong to say, but I saw a person on the table with their organs hanging out. And this doctor explaining like, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do for him. Yeah, like that, like as a high schooler, like a freshman, that shit, like, I don't know, humbled me real fast. It was like, you know, it kind of sucks that my phone got taken away, but at least I'm not like getting bombed. Do you, because our parents also, right? Like this is the first of its kind. And I think that's why it's, it's so, uh, what vice impactful for us. No, but think about just how easy it was for you to find that video of seeing that. You know what I mean? I was in and my they, room with my laptop. I had nobody watching me do this. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, it's something that you said it happened like when you were a freshman in high school. Imagine yeah. a lot of these kids. It's happening when they're five years old. Yeah, now. like it's like what they they live through. the base. Yeah, so it, it it's very nuts at how uh so real they make the world seem. Well, I don't want to say real. They just show you the world. Like this is the world. And it's like, we had, like, I guess this is our privilege coming out. We have it very good here. Yes. We are in a house in a neighborhood that is completely safe compared to what it's like to be in Syria or Libya or in the Sahara Desert or in Armenia or anything like that. Uh, Kulikan. Sinaloa, yeah. Which is going to be a, a talking point for today's episode. But I feel like, I don't know, watching that humbles you real fast. But when did you guys first start seeing Vice? So the first time, it was actually semi-recently. I always, I always knew Vice from their articles. And not going to lie, they were very left-leaning, right. and, like in a way that I didn't like. I, like They were always like, they always said the same, you know, around that like 2016 time where like things were really getting pulled both ways. I came to not like them. But 
in 2017 or 18, I started seeing their investigative journalism on YouTube. Really fascinating video that was looking at, it was a country in Africa that they were making, they're trying to make films, action films. Oh, I think I, I've seen the thumbnail for this, but it was super fascinating. They love, they love seeing Hollywood action films and they wanted to start making their own. So they kind of made this little like group or troop of sorts. And, you know, there's like one guy in the village who he learned how to weld so he could make like mock weapons for the scenes. One guy that's learning like computer editing. And it's like, a, it's like what you'd think a third world village looks like, but they're doing it. And like, yeah, they're like, they're more simple. But like they're really putting a lot of work into these and doing it on the regular, you know, teaching kids like choreography and like fighting moves to like star in the movies. Super fascinating. And, you know, they interviewed all the people and I'm like, wow, that was a good video. Like, good job, Vice. And then I started looking at some of their other videos about like the war in the Middle East, more awesome boots on the ground stuff. I was very impressed that like. It's impressive because like with the news, like you have these reporters telling you what's going on everywhere in the world, but they're in a studio in Washington, D.C. Exactly. They're reading the teleprompter. They're just telling you the thing they got to tell you. These people, this is investigative journalism. Like you said, boots on the ground. They go there. They film the Taliban. They film the cartels. They ask them what's going on. They show you all the real points of interest. They show you real like murder scenes like oh this happened 30 minutes ago and they'll show you like hey a bomb just went off and this is what the aftermath looks like like there was an IED right here this is what it looked like 30 seconds after it happened just terrifying images I will you because as many of those stories you have you have just as many as like the story that Chris presented you know where it's just like bringing to light wonderful things that happen around the yeah, world yeah they have a lot of cool stuff too and I think this is I, I was gonna touch into how I pretty much started um watching Vice. It was all uh from Hamilton's Pharmacopia. That's when I really dove into It's a cool show. Liking Vice because, you know, you get to see not only like, you know, when you go through school, it's kind of funny, right? We went through we all went through a dare program. Ours was because I, I remember we did the same one, but ours was like a great. Was like great or I something. I think it was great. It was something, but our Mr. Potter was the officer. Oh, wow. Actually, that kind of sounds familiar. Yeah, Mr. Oh. Potter. And I remember he, like, I remember vividly he would tell us, like, see, it's not just you shoot somebody and they die. There's gurgling noises there's and there's blood. And, like, he would always say gurgling noises. And I was like, what? why are you telling us this, dude? But, so, like, those kind of programs were put in place to kind of highlight to us what a world uh, of drugs looks like. And they do a good job. They do kind of exactly what Vice does when they show some of these graphic films. Except there's no free drugs. They tell us people are going to come to you and offer you weed. Like, don't you wish that would happen? Uh, yeah, but that's kind of how it is. You know what I mean? If you, if you, it's all, if you know a dealer, um, especially like I know with cocaine, it's very frequent. Like people will go over to their cocaine dealer's house and you'll pick up cocaine, but then you'll also do cocaine with the dealer. So it's kind of like free cocaine. Yeah, the dealer, will, or, it's like a social thing. He's like, hey, yo, check this. I just got this new Hey, line. I have no friends. I sell drugs. Do you want to come do drugs with me? Because this is the only thing I know. And, I sell and, drugs. and it's my income. And the circle keeps going around. Why can't I stop selling drugs? Well, because, like. This is the this is the cush of Christmas past. Boy, like, it's a tough, 
tough business to get out of. But that's how I got into it. Hamilton uh, would go around the world and he would um, not only talk about um, the regions in which this developed and how it shaped, helped formed and shape their cultures and their beliefs, but also into the chemistry of how these drugs affect your body. And it kind of just takes it all from like, you know, the fucking 1970s explanation of this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs and it's a fried egg and you're just like, Hamilton's no. like, you guys want to see me trip on DMT? Hey, look at this. I got test tubes that'll explain exactly, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is the chemical reaction you're going to have in your brain. And this guy's going through a trip right now. Let's watch him. I'm actually going to trip and then watch me. And then, you know, you realize, wow. So I haven't watched. Not that, bad. I haven't really watched that show. But does he like legit have like bad trips? Yeah, he he keeps it real. Um, He does a lot of different. Uh, I'm talking like just out there drugs that you'll ne- you'll never like i can't even like we have a guy blow a dart into like a into your face and like he, a powder yeah he does like the 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 special ones the one that uh really stuck out to me the most was ayahuasca ayahuasca i remember is, hearing about that because when he was on joe rogan that's like what they talked about for like the entire episode was ayahuasca yeah it's it's one of the the more like rising in popularity kind of things because a lot of the patients that Cameron works with at the drug rehab center have um not a lot of them. some of them have gone to like um villages in Central America and stuff where they do these al- uh, ayahuasca rituals and it it they they say to Cameron it's something that it, it not only just affects your life but it just affects just the way you see everything from that moment until the moment you go on the ground. And a lot of people like they use it to quit doing drugs, quit smoking. I eventually want to do it too. Um, but you got to go into those kind of things with a purpose. I think that was one of the main lessons in all the Hamilton. You did a fantastic job at this. You doing drugs with no purpose is where you lose control right. and you you kind of lose sight. Or but see, CNN and Fox and MSNBC won't do this. They'll go, "Hey, what about dogs and leashes?" It's because they got a fucking agenda. They got agenda, right? Like Vice has an agenda too, and their agenda is, you want to see the world. And like, um, the co-founder of Vice, I think both of them have been on the Joe Rogan podcast. And when you hear them talk, like you can really understand, like they're very, like uh, Shane Smith, I think is his name. One of them, uh, he's very, like, hey, the environment is pretty fucked, like. Like I was, this is like two years ago. I was listening to it and I was like, this is scary hearing the stuff that he's talking about. That, and it's just, it's just bringing everything to light and it's agenda free for the most part. I think the thing they do best is they just present both sides and every story that they bring up, you will see at some point in time, an argument and then a counter argument. As much as they can, because I remember there was one where they were following Ukraine when that annex happened in high school, but they, the Russians weren't going to talk to them. Yeah. So, but like, so real quick, I guess we'll talk about the one that we saw, the the videos we saw today where we were, we saw, they were literally hand in hand. We were just joking and thinking they were going to be hand in hand, but they were. It was talking about how the cartels are ramping up drug production in the pandemic and then how Americans are staying afloat smuggling drugs in during the pandemic. The wild circle. And the wild circle. But in this 
in the first one, they're literally side by side with the car. Well, both of them, they're side by side with the cartel, and the cartel's talking to them. Just rifles in hand, just thirteen-year-old kid with a with a machine gun in his hand, going, "Yeah, I like this. I like this. I want to be a vet, but uh, bro, I could shoot. It's like Call of Duty, real life, bro." It's so funny you say that because I thought this is a thirteen-year-old boy. I was playing Black Ops or something when I was thirteen. This kid has already been put into like a militaristic He's cartel seen scenario, being killed in front of him. But if you like, and Vice covers this with like uh, Al Sabab and like ISIS and all that, and they, it's the same thing. They target children, and they they grew, I guess, groom them into being like, hey. You want to do something cool? We'll pay you. You know, we got to we gotta fight these bad guys. And they go, okay, because, you know, kids have a, I guess they're less. Um, they're impressionable? Yeah, they're very impressionable. And so a lot of these fighters are kids. Mm-hmm. And Vice shows you that. And though, and I think that's the, the crazy part. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, everybody. I think that's the crazy part about Vice is they, they, like, they don't shy away from showing you casualties. Like, like hey, this is what. The world, like, I, we keep saying it. This is what the world looks like because I think since 2016 especially, we've noticed that the media has been very, like, look through our looking glass. Well, I think we also, um, the only world news that I ever am frequently presented with, especially through Hulu Live and even when I was growing up, is you get that ABC world news with, like, David Moyer or whatever right. his name is. And then you'll get uh, the yeah, like dude on NBC, the freaking white guy on NBC. Uh, I and well, not CNN. I was saying Anderson Cooper. Name. But see, what I was gonna say is that's world news. You know what I mean? And right. we've been when you look at CNN and you look at uh, Fox and even HLN and shit like that. That's all. That's they're mainly focusing national because at the end of the day, that's what matters the most to us. Right? Mm, it's right. our it's our news. So that's why I think we all like Vice so much is it's that outlet to the outer world that, you know, is well, now finally present. And I feel like like those channels, the ones that have a very obvious bias, all they do is just to see how badly they can talk about the other side. Vice is like uh look at both sides. This is what it is. There is, and not to say there isn't some biasness with Vice, because there is, obviously, like Christian was saying with their articles, there's a heavy yeah, yeah, I could see that, leftist yeah. bias. And even in some of their videos, there's a, there's a pretty big bias. Like I, Today, but I watched... They, they bias against things that the world should naturally bias. Killing yeah. family. Killing children. Mass murder. Right? Yeah, they're like, We're hey, not going to say... <laughs> genocide's kind of bad. And you're like, yeah, genocide does seem kind of bad. But they do an excellent job of showing the people. And, you know, they that, humanize both sides that were looking for those like mass graves with the freaking with the with the, the moms uh, with the freaking nail the poker not, thing. Yeah, they it's, would poke it's, the it's ground like and a, try uh, to find mass grave. Yeah, it's for it's for like. I, I knew the word, but it's, it's for like finding utilities and stuff like that. But yeah, but then they also go to the cartel and they go, hey, these people, this is how they make a living. I think. uh Going going into this documentary or going into this little news story, I always was wondering, you know, like what cartel people really think. Like I thought the dude would from the cartel would say, Yeah, of course the cartel runs yeah. runs Mexico. But and he was the, like the government does. Yeah, and it's just like 
And then the lady in the government's like, yeah, it's going to keep going as far as, you know, our, our military and our police let it go. And I'm like, whoa, you know, it really is. It's a never ending circle. But do you just start a civil war? You know well, what I mean? There already is one. That's a thing. Like, well, here's the thing. Um, so with the Joe Rogan podcast, he had a guy on name, and we talked about this earlier, uh, Ed Calderon. He's a former po- uh, police officer from Sinaloa. And he tells you, he's like, yeah, I think in the next few years, the USA is going to have to come in and get involved. But here's the thing, though, with the USA is the, just like with the cops and the military in Mexico, a lot of them will be bribed. Because, and he says, like, I can't tell you how many times I knew an officer from training, and then six months later, he's rolling around in a new Bentley. And then, sure enough, he gets arrested or killed for corruption. Yeah, no, it's a very lucrative lifestyle. I mean, yeah. Like, think about it. Like, just work together with the people that, you know, might kill you. You're going to get paid from them. And the world keeps moving on. I, that's why I was going to mention, I, because I, I, seeing a lot of these shots of the cop cars in Mexico reminded me of like when me and Cameron went to Cancun this past summer. And Which we saw the same thing. Like when you drive down the streets, there is, you know, people standing in the back of, you know, pickup trucks, like with ARs saying like, you know, policia, there's lots of, um, yeah. a lot of police. But what I found out about a lot of those commercialized areas is those are like heavily, um, like the, the cartels know they can get the most money from where these tourists travel. Oh yeah. So they'll keep those areas safe too. Yes. So all those cops around there are like, you know, literally. Kind of, you know, turning, you know, they turn their eyes, you know, like they, they're not that involved. They're heavily present, but at the same time, they a lot understand of them are the cartel, though. A lot of them understand if we, uh, if we stop the drugs coming in, then tourism kind of slows down. And you don't want people to hate coming back to Mexico because then you don't have a job because tourism funds the government and government pays you. So it's just like this whole big clusterfuck of a system. And uh, it's quite terrifying, honestly. Seeing all those cartel members out there and just just patrolling the mountains. Oh yeah, and they're not even patrolling for um, you like people like you and me. They're patrolling for other cartels or the police. And they straight up said like, "Ah, we'll play the police." And he said like, "If they come to us, cool. We're cool with them, you know." And they'll come to us and be like, "Hey man, you got any food? Or you got like, hey man, do you think I get some money? Or like, hey, do you think you got any you got any girls?" Sambusi. What's the interesting takeaway from this is that you know it's just comes down to its people following money, and whether you think that's corrupt or not, they kind of use the pandemic to explain how you know people are very impoverished. So I think about just how like you know things in their own way are bad in America for like our class of people. And people resort to doing dangerous things like crime or even joining the military, a potentially dangerous thing. And it's not just Mexican citizens that are, you know, having a hard time financially and their men and boys decide to go to the cartel. Guess what? We saw Americans that have been out of work from the pandemic that are because, you know, they could freely pass through the border because they're Americans. Yeah, they have a passport they're being used this woman this american woman was smuggling drugs and she says she's done it nine times so she's on on thin ice because they said like oh we think you can do this eight to ten times before you get caught the cartel said this 
around 10 but times. how much were they paying her a day? What did they say? $4,000? $4,000 a day. So she's made forty-five grand, roughly. No, a little less. That's Thirty-six like, grand. That's like holy crap! Like, yeah. Um. Well, the the I'm gonna tell you the person that has the 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 job that's best made is that middleman, the one that's loading the truck for her. Oh yeah, because they're probably never gonna find. Her. Oh, never. That dude is not being touched, bro. Like, and it's it's terrifying because you know I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. It's something that like just random momentary thoughts where it's like, what if George wasn't a, a decent human being and he was willing to do a lot of risky things and he didn't really care about his life. I would for sure smuggle drugs. Like it, the lifestyle making four Good grand money. a day. Insane. You know what I mean? Like I'll refer back to Cameron because she deals with drug addict patients. Some of these stories about these guys who are heavily, were heavily involved. Um, You know, you're talking about, living a life of luxury that you've never even imagined before because the money never stopped. You don't know what to do <laughs> with it because there's so much. You know, you're buy, you buy a car, you're going to the mall every day. No need to like... Budget. No, absolutely not. Let's go out to a fancy restaurant. Then let's go party super hard and let's go just do it all over and over and over again. I feel like if over I, again. I was thinking about it, I was like, if I did that, I would probably do hella drugs and party hella because of the stress level. That's why they do it. Yeah, yeah. like that lady said, she says like sometimes I get sent to secondary inspection for an hour at the border and my heart is literally, she's like, I'm afraid that I'm going to have like a heart attack. And that's what they look for. And every drug smuggling show I've seen, like especially freaking, it's not on Vice because Vice is too cool. They wouldn't, they wouldn't go like that. But there's a show on Border Patrol. No, it might be Vice. Those sons of bitches. There's one that I saw and they were like, yeah, this dude's nervous. So we're looking at him. Um. But yeah, I mean, and going like, and so we're talking a lot about the cartels, but like, I didn't really have a good idea of what was happening uh, in Africa or the Middle East or even like Eastern Europe, unless I see it from Vice, because you just won't hear about it. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't even know that there's like a, there's like a conflict going on with Armenia and I forgot the other one, but like Armenia is using illegal artillery on this country. This was like two weeks ago that this video came out and they're using illegal like artillery, like, like the, like NATO banned it. Like you can't use it. Mm. And then they go and interview the, like the president of Armenia. He goes, we're not using that. He goes, it's all legal. He goes, we show videos of it. Like that doesn't mean a whole lot. And, and the funny thing was, is the comments of that, of that video were like, He's an Armenian leader speaking in English. That should that should say a lot. You should be worried about that guy. Oh, is the battery dying? I think the battery might Ooh, be dying. Might be, yeah. mm. I think it just died. Do a quick replacement. <laughs> hey everybody, sorry about that. Our camera died, so we're uh we're picking it right back up, but you know, we're gonna kind of bring this into a halt. But I know Christian had some points he wanted to bring up. Definitely. Um so like the issue is the government supports it because a lot of they they get the most profit from this as they said the cartels right yeah from these cartels so honestly i think about nations like italy th that have been you know mostly ran by mafioso uh syndicates for generations well, did now. you see with that cartel video they said that mexico is like in the bottom of like the the, the most corrupted countries and like denmark was at the top 
which is obviously ridiculous. Yeah, we, I was like, what the fuck? We like, the, you know, these poor people who are finding bodies of all their family. Right. That's terrible. Um, Italy, mafioso syndicates have ran the country for a long time. We were talking, I was talking about fucking Yakuza. Yakuza created in Japan their own version of like order in the country for the longest time and in a way ran things from behind the scenes. And to a degree, the police allowed it to happen. Now, you know, you could say order is for better or worse. In this case, I say it's for worse because these poor people, they're not hoping to save anybody. They just want to get closure by digging up the bodies of the people that are missing. What's going on is evil. I think it's going to I think the government is still going to follow the money and, you know, try to line their pockets. And I think the country is going to be controlled by cartel syndicate different cartel groups um which well, already a lot of, is a lot of bad stuff's gonna happen so that's kind of like my prediction of where this all this is gonna go well they said almost what, almost 500 cops last year were killed yeah in mexico yeah. which is a ton <laughs> i was literally th- i was as soon as i was said i was like boy and we're talking about police brutality here like bro these, well, we're talking about brutality from the police. Guns by the cartel. Yeah, yeah. like that's what, what? How do you even explain that? You know what I mean? The world is so different and flipped that you know it, the cartel. Uh, the only way that I feel the cartel begins to lose power is if you legalize all drugs. And they said you have to hit them where it counts, and it's their bank account. They're right. not going to make any money if now you know. Mexico is providing um, this place where, you know, people could go use their opiates. They can go wean themselves off of heroin freely, government provided, and then get them, you know, into programs and stuff that help benefit them. And this is another Vice video explaining the way that they do this. And I believe it might be Denmark who's already legalized all, um, all drugs. And, but they have them in controlled facilities. Right. That's their main source of income. Okay, that mm-hmm. and guns from the United States of America. Oh my God! Don't uh, real quick. We should talk about yeah, that. Yeah, let's talk about the fifty calibers they found. Boy, go ahead. So they were saying. So there was a video because we were like, "Whoa, what's this one about?" About uh, sniper rifles, and then we watch it, and they were like, "Uh, yeah." So sniper rifles, uh, fifty caliber. Uh, there was like fifty, and all but one of them were traced back to the United States. Something like eighty percent of the guns that. The cartels get are come from, they say, which ironically, uh, very gun lax uh, states like Texas and Arizona. Yeah. So that shit was crazy because it's like, that's a 50 cal. And once again, not to get too political, but I'm very pro gun. I I mean, I I own them, but I'm also like, that's not my personality. Like people were like, yeah, guns. Put stickers on the back of your truck. Yeah. No, that's how you get robbed. NRA. NRA sticker. NRA. But this they had like probably the one of the most left leaning dudes on there talking about it. And I, I looked at him like that dude's never shot a gun before in his life, I guarantee you. But he was like, Yeah, it's very affordable to buy a fifty caliber. I'm like, no, it's no, it's not. Those those rounds are like ten dollars each per bullet. But you, you saw you saw how um at, at one point in time the, the cartel went from some freaking hoodlums in a tank top oh, yeah. to then they look like fucking stormtroopers the next day. Like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. all look like either stormtroopers or they're about to go BMX biking. 
You know they, what I mean? They said the one guy had a grenade launcher attached to his assault rifle. Bro, they got they brought Call of Duty guys and just made light it real machine life. guns. They got the gold skins on their on their AKs, like in Call of Duty. Absolutely crazy. It's sensationalized. Obviously, I think about any army from here on out, like with all the stuff that and and you know, like skins and games and shit that have come out. People want shit that looks cool, you know. And they countries do. countries that suck might not have the biggest military. Look swaggy as fuck. They get just like you know, what country? At, I want a country. And it's weird. You never really see a country embrace like the color black as their uniforms, like just straight. Fucking well, because you stick out. You I know, but you only do. fight at night or something like. I that. mean, the seals kind of. Ninjas, sixteen hundreds. Literally, yeah. Look at India. Do you guys remember that uh, that kid Chowder? No. Yeah. Uh, so he went to middle school. I went to high school with him. Anthony. I had a couple. Yeah, Anthony. I had a couple classes with him and like I think it was high school. He's like, bro, I want to be a fucking cop in India, dude. Those bitches got fucking tigers and drive Ferraris for cop cars. <laughs> he was like, that shit's fucking tight. They're like, look at India. And but then like one of the poorest nations in the world, but they're like, hey, but well, we got Ferraris. Yeah, bro. Balanced can- as all things should be. <laughs> oh boy. So I guess uh, because we're we're running a little bit out of time on the camera, but I, I have one yeah, other word on the on the I was 50 caliber. Say we, we could wrap it up. So all so right, please. this this will be the wrap up that I start, I'll do my wrap up. So the, the, what I didn't like about the 50 caliber part was like the guy was obviously left leaning, which any viewer can like just decipher that and claim that for themselves, what they think he used a lot of buzzwords. He called on to the, the gun show myth. He, you see, you know, said, Oh, common sense gun laws. I, I didn't like that. Like American gun control was the focus when the focus should have been the fact that, Security going from America to Mexico is lax, while security going from Mexico to America is very high. I think that should have been called into question more when I felt like that guy was just trying to like push an agenda, push a a thing about like American gun control. Because it's really, it's really bad that they get all these things from these states and can out. I remember they zoomed in on that cop's shotgun. It looked like it was like from Fallout New Vegas. It was so like, chipped and rusted yeah and the like it's a big problem but to kind of get into my what i thought of these and the rating um or rating i was i wasn't even gonna rate because it's just a news source i was just gonna talk about how cool they are i guess it's not a movie that is true okay rating no rating these were super interesting even even the one where like i thought the one guy was biased that was a super enlightening ass video it was it was crazy because you're like what the fuck <laughs> yeah dude and just i don't know i just like getting the perspective we think like oh there's these villainous cartel motherfuckers across the globe oh you know b- big scary but we now actually get to like see a real perspective on the ground so i thought it was pretty nice george i'll put it as simply as this where we're sitting right here only about 15 16 hours away you have around uh at the beginning of last year from january to june this is a stat that stuck out to me. you had seventeen thousand murders second stat that stuck out to me you have 95 percent of these murders go unsolved and yet you have so many people complaining about why are these people trying to come over here why are they Taking our, our, you know, not even say, taking our job. They took our jobs. You know what I mean? Like you, you, 
you should be fucking disgusted, right? Because we, you brought it up. We are sitting in a house. We are safe. We are comfortable. Never once in my wildest dreams do I have to think about being stopped, being kidnapped. And then if I die, have the possibility that my family never even knows that I died. You know what I mean? I lost Malibu for a week and like that uncertainty. And that's my fucking cat that I've had for two years, not a living human being. Um, that's what vice does. It humbles you. Know? you. It, it puts everything um, into whatever perspective you want. You could, because like I, we, we said, they present both sides as best as they can. So, you know, for some people, it's like some people could watch this and be like, well, Mexico needs to fucking figure it out. You know what I mean? Which they do. They do. But we also got to figure it out too. Yeah. How about, you know, like the land of, of, you know, help and assistance and, you know, like we're the greatest country ever and there's no unity there. You struggle to see it. Um, but yeah, that's uh, what I got to say. Love Vice. Keep doing what you do, Austin. So what I want to drive home is I personally, I, I can't speak for you too. I personally think you, the viewer, listener, should totally ditch Fox and CNN and MSNBC and watch Vice. Yes, you are going to get biasness. In this day and age, it's impossible to, to, to go without. But as far as a news source, you get the least amount of bias. You get the least, the least amount of, hey, let me input what I want you to think. They show more than they tell. Yeah, like they'll have a voiceover and it'll be like, this is a, a drug cartel like staple. Like this is where they work. This is where they make, make drugs. This is what they're doing. And then they'll let them talk. Yes, you're and, right. And they'll show real life moments. They'll show people like being operated on on the table in like a, a building in Syria. And they just have to do with what they can. So I feel like it's a real eye-opening, humbling experience to watch Vice. And they have entertaining shows. Like I remember um, when I had uh, Sling for TV. Uh, they had the Vice channel on there. And there was this guy who would like just go he was from britain and he would just go hang out with like white supremacists and like radical like race groups i think i remember see what they're doing yeah and like he got one dude like all riled up to be hella racist towards him and he was like ah i got you i'm wearing a wire motherfucker you're canceled no they like they see him yeah no they knew it he was like a black reporter yeah going in to like interview them and like there i remember one part in specific and you tell me if you remember he was uh it was like a rally and then like they were he finally pulls up to the rally and then the guys are like the, the the black guy said you know like we're ready to go in you know do you think it'd be okay to like walk in with you and he was like well, i think it's best if you just stay here and then the guy yeah. the reporter was like well if you guys aren't going to do anything bad then like you know like why can't i just come in like am i going to be harmed he's like i just highly advise you to not come along but bro like talk about on the spot moments, just like you're talking about. Yeah, like that, that dude are, would. G- I. It's the best investigative journalism I think of our time. You like, you can tell that it's not bullshit. Like, there's a guy and and um, uh, Shane Smith. I I, I want to swear his name is Shane Smith. When he was on the Drogan podcast, they were talking about this one guy. He's like, that dude's a fucking animal. He'll go out in Syria and be like, talking. He'll be like, yeah, we're getting shot at right now. Uh, there's an RPG coming in. It landed three feet from my head. This is what Syria is like, though. And like he'll be in there and just be like, yeah, so, and like talks calm as fuck. Because you, you Mr. Have to, Worldwide, you have to talk Mr. calm. Yeah, Imagine oh, if true. these guys weren't talking calm. 
then we'd think they're biased we because were. everything we see when people aren't talking calm and they're just like trying to prove a point very emotion driven answers that's what we were talking about on with your kids that's low-key like you have to be just so even keeled right yep to a point where people don't know yep just like yeah I, and he probably called his wife afterward i almost fucking died today <laughs> are you fucking scared are you fucking mom can you come pick me up i'm scared <laughs> southwest doesn't fly to syria anymore <laughs> so what i'm trying to tell y'all form an opinion of your own let us know what you think you can get in touch with us at lukewarm cinema podcast at gmail.com Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. George just wants to T-post so goddamn bad. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. We're on TikTok, Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. And we're on YouTube, the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. And uh, we thank everybody for listening. But until next time, guys, Jin Queen. Yeah.